I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. I welcome you to this podcast homily for 19th Sunday after Trinity, the 20th in a series of 26 homilies for Trinity season. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is the fourth verse of Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, performed by Richard M.S. Irwin and used with his permission. It is also the theme music for the companion video presentation for Trinity Season. Listeners may benefit from the companion AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the Teaching Season, which is presented in nine episodes, each linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Whitsunday Pentecost and Trinity season, Anglican traditions of Whitsunday and Trinity, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions, and commentary on the collect, epistle, and gospel readings for Whitsunday Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, and all 24 Sundays after Trinity. The collect, epistle, and gospel readings for 19th Sunday after Trinity are discussed in Episode 7. The Epistle reading for 19th Sunday after Trinity, Ephesians 4, verses 17 to 32, is St. Paul's homily on several Christian virtues and the shedding of the old man and the putting on of the new. It is one of the longest readings in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. St. Paul noted the lack of the same among other Gentiles. St. Paul is writing, as he often did, about mastering one's passions or lusts, whether lust for sex outside of marriage, lasciviousness, lust for the possession of others, which results in stealing, and also mastering passions by controlling one's temper, meaning anger and wrath, as well as controlling one's tongue by not speaking, quote, corrupt communication, unquote, and instead turning one's efforts to things that are, quote, edifying, unquote, and also not lying to others. Finally, he counsels the Ephesians to forgive others for their transgressions, real or perceived, as God has forgiven them through Christ. Each of these forms of corruption or passions are, as he noted, the result of a failure to let God's Holy Spirit reside in the heart. The Gospel reading for 19th Sunday after Trinity, Matthew 9, verses 1 to 8, is St. Matthew's account of the healing of the paralytic man. It is the second of three episodes for the closing days of Trinity season from the Gospel of St. Matthew. For this reading, we go back in time to 27 AD, not long after Jesus left Nazareth to begin his ministry in the region of the Galilee. The location is not named in St. Matthew's account, but Eastern Church scholars, based upon Matthew 4:13 and Mark 2, verse 1, believe that the phrase, his own city, unquote, is Capernaum. 
on the northwest coast of the Sea of Galilee and the home of many Jews in that predominantly Gentile region. This reading includes unique observations spoken by Jesus, who, when told of a crowd approaching, bearing a paralytic man, probably a young man, since Jesus called him son, they believed he could not heal. St. Matthew wrote, Jesus saw their faith. This means the faith of those who bore the man toward Jesus and not the faith of the man himself who was brought before Jesus and set at his feet on some kind of portable bed or litter. Some context might be helpful here. Hebrews of that day generally believed that illness was the result of sin. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, they assumed that the injured man was unclean and therefore untouchable. Jesus both bowed to Hebrew tradition and at the same time offered his divine intervention, saying in verse 2, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Upon hearing this news, the Hebrew scribes or record keepers associated with the Pharisees, out of Jesus' hearing, or said within themselves, unquote, accused Jesus of being a blasphemer, that's verse 3a. St. Matthew reports that, quote, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? Matthew doesn't tell us, but I think one can assume there followed a period of astonished silence, which allowed Jesus to continue, speaking first to the scribes, saying, quote, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, unquote, and only then speaking to the paralytic man in verse 8, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. St. Matthew used one of his favorite words, which he used seven times in his gospel, telling us that at these events even the scribes, quote, marveled, Unquote, in reaction to such a demonstration of divine power. St. Matthew also says that they gave glory to the God who had given such power to Jesus. But there is one other aspect of this story that often goes unremarked, especially in the Western Church. At the beginning of the story, Matthew tells us that Jesus, quote, saw their faith, unquote, meaning the faith of those who brought the man to Jesus' feet. He never mentions anything about what the paralytic man thought or believed, that Jesus offered the man forgiveness of his sins and healed him of his illness owing to the faith in Jesus' power by those who brought him before Jesus is the strongest evidence in the Gospels of the power of faith communities. Christian traditions remain steadfast in the belief that such faith must be nurtured in the communities that are the church itself through regular church attendance and involvement. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily for 19th Sunday after Trinity are available at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. We begin with New Testament Gospels, an AIC Bible study video series presented in 45 episodes. 
The healing of the paralytic man is discussed in episode 8, based on St. Mark's account of this demonstration of divine power over sickness. Next, Lives of the Saints, an AIC Christian Education video series presented in multiple episodes in two series. From the first series, St. Paul is the focus of episode 5 and St. Matthew of episode 14. From the second series, St. John Chrysostom is the focus of episode 9 and episode 10. Archbishop Cranmer is one of three English martyrs celebrated in episode 28. Episodes in our Seasonal and Christian Education video series are linked from the Digital Library page. Episodes in Bible Study videos are linked from the Bible Study New Testament pages. Podcast versions of all three are linked from the Podcast Archive page. From the AIC Bookstore Publications in the Gospel of Matthew, Annotated and Illustrated, St. Matthew's account of the healing of the paralytic man is discussed in chapter 9. It is illustrated by an illumination and temperer and gold on parchment from the Pericope book of St. Aaron Trude at Salzburg, produced around 1140 A.D. The volume includes 116 other high-resolution images from the 6th to the early 20th century. In Layman's Lexicon, the entries of interest are faith, forgiveness, and virtues. All the AIC Bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly from my Amazon Author Central page, https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. The first closing prayer for 19th Sunday after Trinity is one I adapted from a prayer by our namesake and patron saint John Chrysostom. The second is the collect for 19th Sunday after Trinity, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Gelasian Sacramentary as it was used by the Church in England before the separation from Rome. Now the first prayer. May the God of peace and love, having banished from our soul all wrath and bitterness and anger, Deign to grant that we, being closely knit to one another, may with one accord, one mouth, and one soul continually offer up our hymns of thanksgiving due to him, for to him be glory and power now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. And now the collect. O God, forasmuch as without Thee we are not able to please Thee, mercifully grant that Thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. 
Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.